Good morning on the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. Good morning. I'm teaching on today and I'm preaching on today is Pentecost. Now what? We as Catholics have in our liturgical year celebrate time of seasons. Just like there are seasons in the weather, there are seasons of the church. And we've just departed the Easter season and now have entered ordinary time. And I imagine some clergy, especially our pastors at this time, perhaps breathe a sigh of relief as we exit the previously busy season, which was capped off by the wonderful celebration of Pentecost. But what does ordinary mean to you? Does it mean normal? Hmm. But as Luke writes in the Acts of the Apostles, life for the early infant church was anything but normal after Pentecost. You recall St. Peter's preaching resulted in the conversion of thousands immediately after. But then we saw the stoning of St. Stephen, which was indicative of the persecution of the church, and which caused actually Deacon Philip to be scattered to the outer reaches of Samaria where he preached to the, the good news to the half-breed Samaritans, culminating in a revival in the city. There were miracles, there were signs, wonders, and healings which affirmed the spirit in St. Philip. You know, when I was just prior to coming in, I sensed a heaviness. I sensed some of you may need a healing, may need a miracle. And the Lord would tell you, you've come to the right place. You've come to the place of healing and miracles. Because that same spirit that rested on St. Philip, that same spirit that St. Peter preached and converted thousands is inside of each of us by virtue of our baptism. And it needs to come out. The early church had the same mandate that we have from Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded to you. This same Holy Spirit, which Jesus in today's gospel called the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit who Jesus says will take from what is mine and declare it to you. That Spirit of Jesus is in each of us because of Holy Spirit in each of us. I was kind of intimidated by trying to preach on the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. Uh, Father Du Bois in yesterday's homily talked about how one of his professors at seminary said, if you want to hear heresy, listen to some of the, some of the preaching on the Holy Trinity. Well, I'm not going to preach on that, because, but I'm going to quote somebody you can question on your own. And that's St. John Paul II in his encyclical on, the, encyclical on the Holy Spirit describes the Trinitarian relation between the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit. And he writes, listen to this, in his intimate life, God is love. The essential love shared by the three divine persons. Personal love is the Holy Spirit 
in the spirit of the Father and the Son. And he further describes the saving power of Jesus Christ, how he demonstrated that love through his uh, crucifixion and resurrection, which we celebrate at this table today. We always got to remember that. It's about love. And he further quotes uh, from the second, actually our second reading, he quotes in his encyclical, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. But he further states in his apostolic writing of St. Paul, creation, look around the room. You see all of us who are created in the image of God. Look outside the church. You see creation. You see people created in the image of God. Creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. Brothers and sisters, what you have inside of you, the world out there is looking for. It longs for it. There is a, as Pascal said, in every human, there is a God-shaped vacuum. People are looking for God, and you have the answer within you by virtue of your baptism in the Holy Spirit. Over the past couple of weekends, you may have noticed that we have a display table out in the narthex with various evangelism materials. The table has drawn your attention to, uh, to the efforts of the Catholic Church of our city of Mechanicsburg including the three parishes of St. Elizabeth, St. and St. Joseph, and St. Catherine Drexel. And we're reaching out on Jubilee Day, which is this Thursday. We'll give away free rosaries, crucifixes, holy medals, cards, tracts, and Catholic uh, children's items. Our goal is to reach the city and her visitors with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of his holy church. We want to let the Holy Spirit out. Through his staff, our own Bishop uh, Gaynor, Ronald Gaynor, found out about our efforts, and he sent a letter, and I'm gonna read just a little bit part of it to encourage us in our efforts. He says, I am elated to hear that the members of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, St. Joseph, and St. Catherine Drexel parishes are coming together to spread the good news of Christ during the Mechanicsburg Jubilee Day. He also cites, uh, uh, the bishop cites the same scripture, the gospel call of Jesus Christ. And, he's, and he says also, no one is expecting on-the-street baptisms during this festival, but your presence at Jubilee Day will be a witness to the good news of Jesus Christ in a relaxed, low-key manner. And he goes on to further say, our church exists to evangelize, and we're to share the, the graces from Christ's death and suffering that we receive, and the good news we should be compelled to share with everyone. But he notes that I recognize by sharing our faith with friends and family, not to mention total strangers, can be uncomfortable. Not every person you encounter will be receptive to the message of salvation in the moment. But listen to this. When you offer to pray for them, Offer them simply a gift of a few kind words. Those could, that could plant seeds and open the door to conversion. And he says, no, 
that I will be praying for each of you as you step out of your comfort zones to share the message of love. May God bless you and may Mary, Mother of Christ, be with you. Our bishop's exhortation not only applies to us working at Jubilee Day and some of us who are volunteering to work there, but to all of us who work are working in our everyday lives. Life. Letting the Holy Spirit out can simply be a witness of the good news of Jesus Christ in a relaxed, low-key manner. Being a witness of the gospel is a no-stress proposition. I understand that. I, in the past few years, the Lord has put on my heart to start reaching out to people. And it's, it, it was difficult. I definitely had to step out of my comfort zone to talk to others about the Lord or simply offer a prayer, but even engage in a simple conversation with a stranger. And once you start doing it, it becomes easier. And I encourage you to do that. The Spirit of God in you can look like a nice conversation, some good words. He can also look like a simple smile. May God raise the consciousness of others around you as those created in his divine image and who he longs to have come into his kingdom. Ask for him for the grace to stir up in you that desire just for the, the love that he has for others. Sometimes people reject it. Most people are very open to talking about their needs and issues, and they are grateful. I love this adage. People won't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And letting out that Holy Spirit looks like his fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and all his fruit. The answer to my question, Pentecost, now what? Can look like what our bishop expresses, a willingness to be a public witness, which is an expression of our joy and love for the church. And we can share this Pentecost grace of the Holy Spirit with them. Amen.